thank you for tonight. We thank you for that amazing time of singing and worship that Evan just led us in. was so awesome. I thank you for that. And I pray right now that we all can be tuned into what you want to say to us. That's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we're in the middle of a series called Blind Spot, talking about how we all have areas in our life that we may need to work on. We have blind spots in our life. And tonight I want to talk about the blind spot of selfishness. I've actually titled this message, Arrogant Entitlement. Arrogant Entitlement. And there's a whole lot here. There's a whole lot to talk about. Entitlement. What is entitlement? Entitlement is you saying, well, I deserve this. I deserve that. Give me this. Entitlement is something that everybody deals with. It's not just one person. It's not just a generation. It's, it's something that everybody has. But I do believe that entitlement as people are um, really your age and a little bit older, entitlement starts when you're really young. And I may some say some things that aren't very popular to you, and if you know anything about me, I'm sorry, I'm really not sorry, but these are truths that I really do believe. And we don't have to agree, but you keep coming, so that's okay. For some reason, my daughter right now, she's playing t-ball. Not for some reason, because she's awesome, and I'm the head coach, and we're undefeated. Do we keep score? Yes. Are we supposed to? No. Are we the best team out there? Yes. Does everybody win a trophy whenever they lose? Yes. Do I hate that? Yes. Because there's a problem whenever you lose, but you still win. That's a problem. When I grow, grew up, when I was growing up, when I lost, I didn't get a trophy. Hey, way to go, you loser. That never happened. Don't give me a trophy if I lost. I want to win. I wanted to be the best. I wanted to win the tournament. I didn't get a trophy for coming in third, fourth, fifth place. You get trophies for first. And we are teaching people at a young age that you're entitled to get things even whenever you aren't the winner. And it creates this entitlement in you. Entitlement is the person at HEB this past week when I was in my little car, Chevy Cruze, four-door, very slow. Something's wrong with it now. It's like, I don't know what's wrong. It's just going to keep pushing the pedal down. But I was at HEB and there was a parking spot available. And then comes big truck, Katy, Texas guy, truck man, pretty much plowed me over. And so I so nicely, like I normally would do, is confront the man. Because that is so much fun for me. So he comes down out of his massive monster truck. I wait for him. And I'm so excited. And I roll my window down. Yes, it has automatic windows. I don't have to do this. 
Y'all don't even know what that is. There used to be cars where you had to like lean over and like, okay. Landon is the only one still with that car. For real. But I rolled my window down and said, hey man, do you not see me? This get, you know, it's, I always get kind of nervous in these moments. So I'm like, okay, I'm a Christian. Jesus, I need you. I hope he doesn't shoot me. Father, I love you. Forgive me for all my sins. Here we go. And I roll it down. I go, hey, man, did you see me? I'm real nice. He said, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, enjoy your day. And then it's awkward, okay. Then it's real awkward because you know they're going into the store. And anytime you see somebody in the store, I'll probably see somebody this week. And you'll be like, remember you said that? And I'm like, yeah, I'm living it now with you. Like, you can't get away from them. Because you're all going in the same area, right? You're going to get the fruit. Y'all don't grocery shop. I do. I love it. Weird thing. Whatever. Judge me. It's fun. I enjoy it. Freedom. All right. I don't know why I said freedom. But you just keep seeing the person. So I kept seeing Cowboy. I just kept seeing him. And he kept looking at me. I was like, we are about to fight in the cereal aisle. And he just kept looking at me. I was like, hey, man. I was trying to be so nice. But like my soul is like. So that's entitlement, both he and I. I should have been like, enjoy your spot, Mr. Big Truck. It's yours. I've been here for 10 minutes waiting for the spot. Thank you. Entitlement. Entitlement also, AGB, I go there a lot. AGB, this guy lost his mind on Saturday morning. He lost his mind on the 15, uh, 15 items in your cart or less line. He lost it, just lost it. And I had like a hundred items in my cart. And I just watched him lose his mind on this guy. He's like, he, he walks up to the line. And it might have been your dad, you might be watching this. I don't know, I don't know who it was, but it was an angry, an angry elf. He was mad, all right. <laughs> he walks up to the line and he, and this guy in front of him, okay, so cart, cart here, okay. He walks around the cart and he goes, um, that's way more than 15 items. I was like, <laughs> this is going to be good. And I'm just watching. Like I'm over here like. <laughs> just watching. So the guy in the front, more than 15 items guy goes, okay, what do you want me to do? I'm like, he wants you to move, bro. Like he's angry. He has 12 items. You have 17. There's an issue. And the guy's like. You should know better than this. Somebody's like, is this is his son? I mean, there's, there's, <laughs> or, or, or the, the entitlement people who, um, whenever you meet them, and this happened to me last Monday, I was, uh, I was, I was at a place, I was at a conference, and uh, there was a, a person there, and their last name, if I said it, you will know this person. I'm not going to say it based to our social media that is going out live right now to all the people. How y'all doing? Um, but this last name is a popular last name. And, uh, and so I went to meet this person, even though he was wearing a name tag and whatever. And I said, hi, I'm Michael. He said, hi. And I go, because normally when you meet someone, you say, my name is, they normally come back and say, my name is. But this person said, Hi. I'm going to be like, I will headbutt you. <laughs> and I go, I am not exaggerating. I go, what's your name? Looks down at his name tag. 
and goes, don't you know who I am? I said, no. What's your name? The people who say, don't you know who I am? I'm a big deal. The entitlement of people who think that the sport or think that the stage or the platform or the way they sing or how smart they are or their last name or whatever that may be. The entitlement of people who just think, hey, do you know who I am? It's entitlement. I could go on and on and on with what entitlement is. Entitlement equals pride. Let me read this verse to you out of Proverbs 16. Proverbs 16 says this, the Lord detests um, or hates. That's that word, detests. All the proud of heart. Let me say that one more time. This is, this is talking about God. The Lord detests all the proud of heart. Be sure of this, colon, they will not go unpunished. We could drop the mic right there and call it a night. But the problem is, is I just read that and some of you in this room right now who are so prideful and arrogant and entitled to everything you think, you're like, oh, that doesn't have to do with me because of who I am and I'm okay. So this, does, this verse doesn't really matter to me. So God's not going to hate me. He's a loving God. He's a good God. He's this. And so I don't need to worry about that because you don't know who I am. No, 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 no. Let me tell you something, you prideful, arrogant person. The Lord detests all the proud of heart. Be sure of this. They will not go unpunished. Woo! I did not want to give this message tonight. Ask my wife. I went home yesterday, Monday, whatever day. I don't even know what today is. I went home and I said, I don't want to give this message. Why? It is convicting for a prideful person. And some of you in the room right now, here's what I'm asking you to do. Admit that you're prideful. Just admit that you're prideful, because you are. And if you're in this room like, oh, this is not me, uh, pride. You're like, well, I'm not a prideful person that way. Well, okay, because you're probably the person who you constantly have issues all the time. You have constant issues. You're like hurt all the time. You're sad all the time. You're this all the time. And here's what you're doing is you're taking a massive light and you're just putting it right on you. Look at me, look at me, I have issues, I have problems, oh, just look at me, pride, entitlement because you have so many stinking issues. Look at me, I have, oh man, look at me, and here's the problem, is you're taking the light and you're putting it on you, when really the entire time it should be on the cross. Why are we taking the light that should be at pointing, we should be pointing people to him, but the whole time in our lives we point everything to us. Because we have so many issues, or we're so awesome, and we're so this, and look at me, I have a big house and a really cool car, or 2,000 Instagram people, or Snapchat, or whatever it is that you're on these years. And man, you just make it, ah, look at me, I'm awesome. When really we should be like, boom, Jesus. Luke 14, 
Jesus invited to eat with the Pharisees. Pharisees were the most arrogant, prideful people ever. The Pharisees were so arrogant that they would take the law that uh, God wrote from the Old Testament, they would take it and they'd make it fit what they wanted. So the Pharisees were the people who would just try to make Jesus look bad. They'd go up to him, they'd say stuff, they'd do stuff, they'd try to trick him, they'd try to do all this stuff. They would take the law and make it fit them. They would take the word of God and make it fit them. So let's see how Jesus handles prideful, arrogant people. If you're talking right now, I need you to stop, please. Thank you very much. Or you can leave because you're seriously, seriously distracting everybody. And you're making this moment that should be about God all about you. So please be quiet. Thank you. Luke 14, verse 1. One Sabbath, Sabbath, Sunday, now for us, we'd say it's Sunday. Sabbath is a day, it's a holy day where you did nothing at all. You didn't work, you didn't do anything, you just chilled, you hung out, you prayed, you worshiped, that was it, the Sabbath. You didn't work, you didn't do anything. If you did, you were looked down upon. So one of these restful days, comma, when Jesus went to eat in the house of a prominent Pharisee, he was being carefully watched. Because they're always watching him. If you read whenever the Pharisees are hanging out with Jesus, they're always watching him. Just trying to catch him. So I shine the light accidentally in my face. And so I'm trying to read this. I'm a little bit blinded by the light in my face. I'm just being honest and keeping things real. So when I'm really close to this, it's because I blinded my right eye. All right. I'm not, I am not kidding. All right. So. Verse 2. There in front of him at the house of this prominent Pharisee was a man suffering from an abnormal swelling of his body called dropsy. Dropsy is a um, swelling of your body whenever uh, your body swelled and it was very uncomfortable and you couldn't move. Your body just swelled up. And so there in front of him at this Pharisee's house, there was a man who had this issue called dropsy, verse 3. Jesus asked the Pharisee and experts in the law, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? The reason he's asking this question, he's asking, can I heal this man right here at your house on the Sabbath? Is it lawful? Now, God, he's Jesus. He knows the answer, okay? He, he, he knows it. He is asking this because what he is actually saying is, yes, he knows it is lawful, they have taken the law and they've made it to where it's not. So he is saying, I know what you've done with the word of God. And so stop making it your own because it is okay to heal somebody on the Sabbath. And they're all like, no, 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 it's not. No, it's not in their mind. They don't say a word, by the way. Jesus asked them, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they remain silent. So, Jesus being Jesus, knowing the law, he wrote the law, he is the law. Taking hold of the man, he healed him and sent him on his way. Look at the response. So, the man suffered with this, probably suffered with it for a long time. He healed him, healed him right there. No more bloating. Then he asked them. No, 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 no. Then he asked him, if one of you has a child or an ox, now it's kind of weird, like what, huh? Like how you go kid to ox, okay, it's weird. Ox, 
uh, major money maker, okay? Very expensive, could sell them. They, they, they use the ox to help do the land and do a lot of stuff. So a child means a lot to you. An ox means a lot to you. So he takes something that's very important to them. And he says, so if one of you, this is Jesus telling the Pharisees, the smartest of the smart, so smart, they do their own thing. If one of you has a child or an ox that falls into a well on the Sabbath day, will you not immediately pull it out? I mean, what would you do? If the person you love the most or your ox, I don't know how to translate that into anything. Your dog, you're like, no, I let the dog drown because it, 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 I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. I, you wouldn't. Obviously, that was on purpose. Way to go. You wouldn't let it drown. <gasps> you would jump in the river and you would save the puppy or your mom or your dad or whatever this person that you love the most on the Sabbath. If you were on the Sabbath day where you're not supposed to do anything, check this out, where you were not supposed to do anything at all and your loved one fell into a river and was drowning, would you be like, hey, man, that's, that's a bad day. It's the Sabbath. What's today? Yep. Hey, Siri, Sabbath. Yep. I can't. Sorry, Mom. See you later. That's what he's saying. He is saying, are you serious? Because notice, they didn't do anything and they didn't say anything whenever you healed a man. If somebody came up here and they had dropsy and I'd healed them, that would be, we'd be all losing our minds. Like all of us would be running around and going absolutely crazy. At least I would be. And you'd be like videoing it and it would be awesome. When people are healed, it's a big deal. They didn't even care. They're like, oh, uh, that was awesome. Holy smokes, he did that on the Sabbath. I cannot believe you did that. Because they took the word of God and they made it fit their own life. That's the problem. Let's keep going. They were, they, they were so arrogant. They were so entitled that they didn't really care about anything else about how it fit them. So you're like, well, why would anybody do that? I cannot believe that they would do that. That is horrible. Well, my question is, why do we do that? We do the same thing. We think that the Bible does not apply to us because we are so arrogantly entitled to life that we look at the word of God and we're like, that doesn't really mean that to me. So let's just talk about a few verses. Matthew 7.23, check this out. Matthew 7.23, I did not write this, Jesus did. says this, then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you, away from me, you evildoer. Here's what he's talking about. That's Jesus in red. says this, when we get to heaven, there will be a moment when we see Jesus face to face. And if he does not know you, meaning there is not a personal one-on-one relationship, you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, he will say, depart from me, for I never knew you. There are people that are hearing this right now that are thinking, no, that will never happen to me. Pharisee. You're no different than the Pharisees. You are saying that that part of Scripture does not fit you. And I hate to say that you are wrong. And I want you to know that when you get to heaven, and if you do not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, he will say, depart from me, for I never knew you. You can't just cross that part out of the Bible. If you want to do that, you can join another religion. There's a lot out there that do that. And I can lead you to their place of worship. Depart from me, for I never knew you. Well, why would a good God do that? Um, God didn't do that. You chose the opposite. He gives you a choice. 
and we choose not to know him and have a relationship with him, then that's what happens. Ephesians 5.4 says this, and I don't want to read this. I really don't because it's going to hurt. Ephesians 5.4, nor should there be any obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place. And when I read this and I say this, I think of me. Because there are people who do say things, do things, and they think, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really apply to me because of who I am or what I do or anything like that. So I can just talk this way and do this thing and do this. Let me just tell you right now, that is entitlement. And you're saying, I'm above that verse. I'm above the verse that says uh, we should not do those things. We think we're so above the law at times. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of like this, this, this guy, okay? Um, this man right here. I made him. There he is, Play-Doh man. There he is. I just formed him and made him. What if he were to tell me, I got this under control. I'm like, bro, I just, I, I am in control of you. If you're like, no, I got this. I'll do whatever I want. Like, I formed you. I made you. I will crush you. I will melt you. I will scissor your hands off, you Play-Doh man. Well, I'm a Play-Doh man. I can do whatever I want to. I got a sweet green shirt, awesome black pants. I'm Play-Doh man. It's all good. But I created you. I'm the creator. You are the being. So if I were you, I would do what I'm asking. And by the way, whenever Play-Doh man wants to go and do whatever he wants and do his own thing and go on his own way, I love him so much that I'm willing to die on a cross for him, even though he truly doesn't deserve it. I'm willing to get up on a cross, the ultimate death, and die, and then show how awesome I am to Plato man and rise again three days later. We have no reason to be arrogant, to be prideful, to be entitled. We are so small in the grand scheme of life when it comes to everything. start realizing that Jesus Christ has everything under control our pride should go out the window are we the type of person 
that we trust in the Bible and we trust in God and we trust in everything even when we don't really believe it or want to. We need to be. It's a massive blind spot in our world. We are absolutely nothing but a piece of clay molded to look like him. What are we doing with that? Let's pray. No one looking around.